Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner, and wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic, into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Hello, my name is Jerry Durham. Welcome to what's best for the patient is best for business podcast. This is the interview series, doing it and helping others. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for your time and energy and showing up here. We're still in the middle of the interview series, um, one that very excited and has been incredible learning for me. And this is the Doing It and Helping Others series. And today I have Dr. Monique Caruth on. How are you, Monique? I'm doing well. Uh, can't complain. Awesome. Awesome. So great. So I um, prepped uh, Monique a little bit on what we expect, which is she's going to share her story so you all can hear about what she's doing or where, where she started, what she's doing, what she's built, and uh, how she's helping other people achieve the things that she is doing. So, Monique, I'm going to let you take it away. And again, I may ask you some questions, but, you know, really, this is all about you sharing your story so others can uh, learn more about you. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd just like to extend my gracious thanks to you, Jerry, for extending the opportunity for me to be on your podcast. And um, I, for one, appreciate you being such a great ally to us uh, and giving us a platform to share our stories and share our voices and championing a lot of the causes that we've had over the past, you know, a few years that I've, I've known you. So you and I met through social media and you randomly uh, sent me a message to meet up in Washington, DC. Um, I think it was like, probably seven, eight years ago. Yeah, I, I think it was probably, and just so people know, it's Twitter. And I got to tell you, man, the bulk of my, the bulk of people is Twitter. Yeah, it's got to be close to seven. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere around then. I, I still remember it too, um, vividly. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Where? And I knew you were in the DC area. So it was like, hey, let's meet, let's chat. You know, I'd love to meet you. Yeah. So, um, so that, that was a great opportunity for us to talk. And we spoke a lot about, value of you know physical therapy being a member of the associate professional um, organization and even you know chatting my business and talking about my business model so originally i am from trinidad and tobago born and raised on the smaller of the two islands uh, which is tobago and um, i'm the first of three girls uh, born to uh, gath and janice caruth and i had aspirations from since a teenager to become a physiotherapist, but primarily in the field of uh, sports uh, therapy and, and sports medicine. So after high school, I took the SATs and um, obtained a soccer scholarship to come to the U.S. to pursue my uh, studies. So I started off with uh, exercise science and um, I switched to uh, health sciences, then went on to PT school, I did all of that at Howard University in Washington, D.C., but at first I was at Campbell University in North Carolina. So after 
obtaining my master's, I worked for a group of surgeons in outpatient physical therapy. Uh, that was a very great experience. I pretty much hustled, and but I knew there was a burning desire to, to do more. And um, I tried searching for different opportunities, searching for mentors. At first, it was a huge challenge back then to get someone to mentor you because a lot of times you got rejected saying, you know, it's not your time yet. You're, you're a new graduate, take your time, learn the ropes, chill out, you know, business is not that easy. So there was pretty much no like roadmap or blueprint that anyone wanted to set or share with you to, to get you along that path. And it's even more challenging being female and being black and being an immigrant and also being gay as my best friend joked. And she's like, you have so many strikes against you. And I was like, by the way, in America, it's three strikes. You're out, Monique. And I just heard four strikes. I was just getting ready to say that. I was like, I was waiting for you to keep clicking each box. And I went, holy shit, she's got four strikes, man. I, I just I just checked all the boxes and I was like, you know what? I love it. You know, people are already counting me out. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. So I decided to make the very hard decision to, you know, return back to school and get my uh, doctorate of physical therapy. And real quick, Monique, real quick. This is what we need some clarity because we're not talking 20, 30 years ago, people. Um, Yeah. Do me a favor just to set context. So when did you go? So here you are in your journey. By the way, I do have one other question. Could you have stayed in uh, Trinidad to Tobago to it's Tobago, correct? Yes, Tobago. Yeah. Thank you. Trinidad and Tobago to do your physical therapy or did you have to leave? home to do that. I had to leave home. I just wanted, I just want a context around that for how this journey goes. Cause every time I, you know, I talked to uh, Dr. Martin and Danelle and, um, and uh, just hearing these stories, man, I barely moved. I didn't even move out of the state I was born in until I was 51 years old. So, I mean, it's just incredible to hear people's journeys, but uh, so I want people to understand that. So you had to leave home to do this. Now, you're going to go back. So you worked for how long before you decided to go back? Um, uh, four years. Four years. So now you're going to get your DPT? Yes. Um, okay. And what year is this? Graduated with a master's in physical therapy. Right. And I went back to Harvard University for a full academic year in order to get the DPT. because. Uh, and what year was that? That was in 2012. Yes. 2012, 2011 to 2012. All right. That's all I want to clarify. It wasn't that long ago, my friends, where someone's got four strikes against them and trying to do more good for people. um, I left. uh, I come from a very close knit family, like my sisters and my parents and I were we're very close. So leaving home was already a, a huge challenge. And I did get homesick, but I left home with a purpose. And that purpose, that why actually guided me through college when things got tough, when I got homesick, the days when you felt like, you know, giving up and returning, you, you're realizing that you came here to make things better for yourself and for your family and to put your family in a position where, you know, we don't have to worry about anything. My parents are pretty much traditional Caribbean parents. 
they worked the same job for over 30 plus years of their lives. Um, to them, that was stability and security. And it, I don't want to say it's laughable because I realized that was their, that was all they knew uh, to provide for us and the sacrifices that they made staying in the same job. And my mom's goal at first for us was for us to be able to get a good education and a good permanent government job um, back at home. She didn't foresee me being here, having my own business and, you know, doing, doing so well. Uh, it was funny because just Saturday, I was going through the balance sheet profit and loss statement for the year so far. And I shared with her the figures that we have so far. And, you know, you could see the smile on her face, like, wow. And she's like, you know, keep praying, just stay humble, you know, <laughs> don't get too swell-headed and keep doing, you know, what you're doing and so far. So as my ambitions grew, you start, I started seeing her faith getting, you know, bigger and her belief and she would say things like, you know, yeah, you should do it. Like whenever I discuss something with her before she would be like, eh, I don't know, but now it's like, go for it. So that was usually my dad's role, but you know, he's no longer here, but she, she has taken it up. Like, yeah, you should go for it. And so I, I decided to go back to school. Um, I did get their blessings and I did the one year. And in that year, since I was doing school full-time, I decided to, uh, get into home health more and build up um, my clientele. And the model that we decided to to use was that, hey, why don't we see clients at home, private insurance, um, Medicare Part A, and if people are liking the service that we are providing, when they're ready for outpatient services, if they don't want to leave the home and actually go to an outpatient clinic, we can provide that one too. So that cut out us having to go to physicians to market and say, hey, we have an outpatient clinic. Can you refer people to us? Because we already got like the bulk of referrals from agencies and hospitals for home health. And if people like what you're doing and you're you know, treating them well and giving them good results, they will want to keep you. Uh, there are some people who are willing to spend money to have you as their personal physical therapist. And that says a lot. And uh, to me, with home health, that's one of the first point of contact for most people with physical therapy, um, even beyond the hospital. And you have to make sure you give them a good lasting impression of what physical therapy is so they don't regret having to come or say, if it's recommended by a physician that yeah, I don't think it's something that's that's worth it. So that was the beginning of that journey. So uh, as I started off as a partnership with a nurse in 2012, um, and that grew and was successful. But you know, sometimes with partnerships, you do have different point of views. The direction that I wanted to go was not particularly the direction that she wanted to go. Um, and it's funny because sometimes when there's a vision planted in you or whatever, you do need someone to be able to guide you 
because she she was a mentor to me, having more business experience and being older. So at that point in time, it was a right thing for me to do. But I realized that I had to separate myself and and do my own thing. So I've been doing my own thing since 2015. And um, I was like, look, let me just make this mine and let it grow. And so far, it's it's been growing. And do me a favor, Monique, do me a favor for people listening. Will you explain, you mentioned a little bit about party and stuff, explain your model of, of just what, because this word, this is interesting. Literally was having this conversation this morning with my wife. My wow. wife said the word home health. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, th- this pandemic has been interesting, you know, for physical therapists and home health. Why well, went ex- I went immediately, my brain, I'm 54 years old, went immediately to part B, right? 30 days in the house, home health. Well, she was talking about more of this part A world, you know, actually treating people, outpatients Mm -hmm. in their home. So can you please define and just explain what your business is doing, all the components of it? Okay. So um, traditional home health is uh, treating patients in their home who are considered homebound meaning that they have a lot of difficulty getting in and out of the home to then they would have traditionally going to like an outpatient setting and people who would possibly be better in a skilled nursing facility, but they do have the caregiver support at home and they prefer to recover at at home. So that's the traditional uh, home health setting. So a lot of people after surgeries or after an acute hospital stay may be discharged home and that's when home health is ordered whether it's a nurse physical therapy occupational therapy speech or even a medical uh social worker so that's that's what we provide and then the subset of that is using one's med b or private insurance if we're credentialed with that insurance company to provide outpatient services, but they're receiving those outpatient services in their homes or whatever. So you're doing both sides. You're doing both sides of, oh, cool. That, by the way, I told you I learned something. I, I did not know you were doing the B side. So this is, yeah, this is good stuff. And I want people to understand that you're doing both sides of this. And so now tell me a little bit about who, and you're probably getting there, but I'm jumping ahead a little bit, just for context. You have all those services also? So tell me again what services you and your company supply. So we provide skilled nursing. Uh, so we have RNs, uh, registered nurses, and LPNs. And we have physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech-language pathologists, medical social workers. Thank you. That's awesome. Good. Cool. So here you are. I'll reset the context. You just uh, basically split from your partner. You said 2015? Yeah, 2015. And, and did you have this whole team in place when you split from your partner? I'm just no, curious. Okay. Um, because, you know, there was a discussion as to, okay, which client should I be taking, that sort of stuff. But I just, I just knew people would find me. So um, I just left it as it. And I was like, look, they came while we were a partnership. If they decide to follow me, they follow me. I get my new um, clientele. That's that's how that's how we did it. So, okay, cool. So now we're in two thousand. I've 
I've seen you, when I say I've seen you, I've seen you from the outside, right? So on the outside looking in um, social media, your whatever else you're sharing out there. Um, and I've seen a lot of new stuff and I've seen a lot of people who've influenced you, working with you. So why, why don't I, I still want to hear more. So share a little more about this journey between 15 and now. What's it been like with the growth, bringing other people on, right? As I want to hear a little more about the people that you brought on to your business, not just the um, other providers, but the other, because I know you have an operations person, do you not? Yes. Yeah. So I, I want to hear a little more about that, if you don't mind. All right. So um, the first year or two, I I realized that, okay, I have to do a lot of the the groundwork and the footwork. So I was pretty much driving all over Maryland, providing services from Baltimore to Frederick to Southern Maryland, all the way to St. Mary's County and stuff like that. Just, you know, picking up uh, clientele. And I definitely needed somebody to do the, you know, check the emails, do the scheduling and stuff like that. So I enlisted my trusted, confident, and my sister, Anisha Karut Walker, to, I was like, hey, I, I trust you. I've seen you work, you know, with your full-time job and with other people. And I love the way you manage. I, I love your personality, your customer service skills. I just want you to believe in me and trust me that this is going to get better and bigger. And she was like, sure, no problem. So, and she, she just came on and, um, uh, one of my best friends, best male friends, uh, he works in the finance banking industry. So I would always consult with him, uh, with matters on business growth. And he would share with me like, look, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. This is what you need to concentrate on. As you grow, you, you have to delegate. And right now, uh, he's the CFO of the company um, that's under Ramsey. Then I have a colleague who is a medical social worker. And um, to be quite honest, she has helped me so much in improving um, my soft skills. And it's funny because I know a lot of your talk uh, with your clientele is about reducing cancellation rates and making sure you eliminate that, you know, dead zone. And it, it has been amazing, you know, since she has given me feedback on how I interact with patients and stuff like that. Like I stopped getting cancellations and you know, I would call because at first, you know, with my accent and everything, people think that I was a telemarketer or <laughs> they wouldn't understand half of the stuff that I said. And I think I posted recently about, you know, using medical jargon that a lot of people didn't understand. And she was one of the persons that pointed that out to me. And I worked on those things. And as I worked on that, the, my soft skills got better, customer service got better. And I was just getting more and more clients and less cancellations. And I realized, look, I, I need to hire more people. So I was like, you know what? Her supervision skills are, are great. Her rapport with clinicians is pretty great as well, too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reward you and make you the director of operations. So putting a circle of people who, who have strong talents in areas that I tend to be a bit weaker, but 
I know who are committed to, to my success and to the success of the business to be around me and to tell me as it is. And for me to not take things personal because, you know, some people would be like, you know, it's my business. I started it, that sort of stuff. I have to start to let those, those things go in order for the business to grow and to get to the point where it's not only benefiting me and my family, but the community as a whole. And um, last but not least, uh, my youngest sibling, uh, who is an attorney at law, I was like, look, uh, she also has a degree in, in social work. So, you know, the younger siblings are always pointing out and holding you accountable. And I was like, who better than to, to give that uh, position to? So um, she is our legal liaison and also the secretary of our, of our board. So uh, that's a team. And I have a speech language pathologist who is who's going to be serving as our vice president as well. So that's our team. And um, I love I'm going to use this word and use it broadly, but I love the diversity of the team, yeah. not only the skills they bring. I think this is coming out right, but not only the skills they bring, but their backgrounds. And I love the fact, I think, you know, Monique, or maybe you don't, but I love the fact that the social workers, that when you talk about, because I'll never forget, right? My first five, six years, I worked in a hospital, mm -hmm. right? And I knew, you know, if people ask, what was your biggest takeaway? I was like, um, that the social workers are the most undervalued team member in probably all of acute, uh, I'll just say acute care because I won't say healthcare because I didn't know their role in the rest, but such an undervalued team member. And then when you start to talk about the other skills that they helped you with, and I love that diversity of background, not just expertise, but the background that they bring to your team. That is awesome. So how many, so that's your team. How many employees do you have? Well, Right now, we have about six people who are full-time and probably 12 that are part-time PRN. Wow. Yep. And we are growing. <laughs> awesome. We are growing. So I'm hoping in the next year or two, we're up to like, you know, between 40, 50. Yeah, I think so. This is interesting. So I'm going to set some other context here. Because this is perfect. I really think what you're doing, I've had a good um, group of people in this interview series, right? Helping all different kinds of people, outpatient, all kinds of stuff. And we always, well, with some we have, not everybody. But I think when people go back and listen to this series, you're going to hear this, this broad, broad mix of who is being served and in what manner. So what kind of people are being served in what kind of communities. And I think this model that you've set up, this, what I called both sides, you're, you're treating both sides, right? The A and the B side when it comes to Medicare is going to be huge in the future. And I really think it's going to be part of a significant part of the future. Thank you for listening today to the podcast. Here's what I want you to do next. Um, if you want to stay in touch or want more information on the doing of all this, then I highly recommend and I really want you to go over to my YouTube page, Jerry Durham PT, J-E-R-R-Y-D-U-R-H-A-M. There is just so much content, videos added weekly, if not 
daily and you will be able to bury yourself and immerse yourself into this content and learn all you need to know to start implementing some of the things we talked about today. Second thing I want you to do is just jump in feet first over at my Facebook group. What's best for the patient is best for business daily interactions, right? I'll be there. You can have discussions with other people. You can ask me questions. I post there frequently, post videos. I share information there. So it's a place to stay up to date and be very interactive with other people who have the same goals and mindset that you do and want to create this business, this healthcare practice that will scale and grow and give you financial performance. Cheers all.